Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Caglio. I'm Mindong. Four days until college basketball tips off. Four days. Is, is my Wi-Fi that bad? No. Oh, well, you seem to be very scared with my Wi-Fi, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are back and um, it has been a while. We do apologize. We should have made a note. I don't know why we didn't make a note out. But um, we've both been very busy. Um, college, junior year, it's been a, it's been a lot. So um, we do apologize. Do not worry. We are back. We still want to do this. And it's a good time that we're back because the season is right around the corner. So do not worry. Once the season actually closes around, we're back. So do not worry. It's, not, it's been on our mind, but we haven't been able to collab. It's just been very busy, busy, busy. But um, we are back. College basketball, man, it's here. And uh, we've seen a lot of preseason stuff, a lot of preseason hype. And I'm just so excited for it to be back, man. It's been a while. It's been a long, long time. Thank God college basketball is back, man. Yeah, thank God it is. We've been, we've been gone for a while, obviously. And we apologize that we haven't updated you guys in advance. But your school and your rugby, my school, and uh, I travel a lot for work. So it is what it is. But I'm glad to be back. And let's just get started with the AP preseason top 25. What about the news? Oh, yeah, the news. You can say the news. Yes. So for, for those of you who do not know, obviously, if you know college basketball, you know the name. Uh, Bob Knight, former Rutgers coach. Or no, what am I talking about? Come on, Indeed. man. Oh, my God. That's really bad. That's really bad. <laughs> Bob Knight, former Indiana coach, legacy historic coach. Uh, he has unfortunately passed away at the age of 83. Um, this was Wednesday. This was yesterday. Um, but yeah, Bob Knight, man, he's a face of the NCAA and basketball and what it is. I mean, this dude was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Dusty May, actually, he worked with Bob Knight, uh, which I did not know. But a I, lot I'm of not... people, a lot of people. Oh, surprisingly oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Bob Knight was obviously a fantastic coach. He got very angry sometimes, as we've seen throughout the years, but um, all in all, fantastic coach. And unfortunately, he has passed away. His name will definitely be recognized all throughout college basketball. This year, they'll probably take some recognition, I assume, on Tuesday when the games begin. Um, but yeah, just a very sad time for college basketball. But Bob Knight, man, rest in peace to him. Prayers up to his family. Terrific coach, terrific career. Sad to see a legend in the college basketball game pass away. Yeah, for sure. Uh, condolences to him and his family. He is basically college basketball, in my opinion. Like you mentioned, he is the face of college basketball, and he is the reason why college basketball is as popular and as March Madness is today. He He's the reason for all this. He, he's basically the pioneer of college basketball. And without him, like, I don't even know where college basketball would be today at we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast because, yeah. man, like, he really had a huge legacy in college basketball. And his days at Indiana were some of the greatest years of college basketball ever. Absolutely. Uh, fantastic coach. If you ever if you ever want a movie to watch, watch Hoosers. I know he's not really in it per se, but it's basically about him and his Indiana teams. Great movie. So definitely check that one out. But um, it's, it's, it's time, man. AP poll came out. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, we saw it. We acknowledged it. Um, we haven't given our thoughts on it, though, to each other, which is surprising. 
Um, so without further ado, hit the poll. Yeah, the poll. We're back. Um, how many voters will there be today? There is 63 AP poll voters. And number one team received 46 of the 63 votes. That would be none other than the Kansas Jayhawks. At number two, receiving 11 of the 63 first place votes. That is Duke. At number three, receiving three number one votes, Purdue. Four, Michigan State receiving one number one vote. And rounding out the top five, receiving zero number one votes is Marquette. At number six, they received the remaining last two number one votes. That is the defending champs, the UConn Huskies. Seven is Houston, eight Creighton, nine Tennessee. And rounding out the top 10, now part of the American, Florida Atlantic. 11, Gonzaga, 12, Arizona, 13, Miami, 14, Arkansas, 15, Texas A&M, 16, Kentucky, 17, San Diego State, 18, Texas, 19, UNC, rounding out the top 20, Baylor, at 21, USC, 22, Villanova, 23, St. Mary's, 24, Alabama, 25, Illinois, the next five teams receiving votes, Wisconsin at 26, Colorado at 27, St. John's at 28, UCLA at 29, and Maryland at 30. What are your thoughts on the top 25 plus five? Yeah, I mean, as you know, it's always interesting to see the preseason polls. As you know, it never pans out the way the preseason goes. Uh, we saw last year UNC was one. They didn't even make the top 25 at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you see the, some of the big dogs. I mean, Kansas, obviously a big dog to win the year Hunter Dickinson comes in and company uh, it's gonna be weird seeing Hunter Dickinson in a Kansas uniform I'm still not looking forward to seeing that it's just gonna hurt my eyes to look at that um but yeah it's gonna be fun to watch Duke very cool team I mean you see all the freshmen they brought in a couple of transfers as well they're gonna be a very entertaining team to watch I expect in the ACC Purdue Zach Eady He's probably the favorite to win the player of the year. If I had to assume, I mean, I'm not going to assume it, but I'm going to assume it. Uh, and Michigan State, they look very good as well. Um, I'm really excited for this Michigan State team. I think they're going to have a big year. We won't make our picks just yet for who wins it all this year, but um, that's definitely a team on my radar. I know they're very high, but whatever. Marquette, probably maybe the favorite to win the Big East. It's going to be very close. Them and UConn, obviously, at five and six. UConn, the reigning champs. Got something to prove. We'll see if they can do so. I'm sorry to hear landscaping in the background. I don't know what's going on outside, but I'm going to keep going. Houston, join the Big 12. I forgot about that. And that's going to be scary. The Big 12 is the best conference in college basketball, without a doubt. Adding Houston to this mix is scary. That's going to be very scary for the Big 12. But I love it for Houston's sake. Uh, Creighton also in there. You know how they go. Both of your teams are at 8-9, and nine, which is funny. And um, where are my teams? I don't even know where my teams are. Texas at 18, and then I claim to not get a vote, man. That's disrespectful, in my opinion. But uh, we'll keep moving forward. But all in all, it's a very good poll. I like it a lot. Um, as you see, it's, it's predominantly Big 12 and Big East. Uh, not many Pac-12 teams in here, not many Mountain West teams, and SEC as well, I'd say, and ACC to an extent. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a good year for college ball. This is a good poll, but as we know, no one's safe in the poll, as we know. Yeah, for sure. It's only the preseason. This is bound to change. You saw UNC as the preseason number one last year, and what happened? They didn't even accept their NIT bid. So uh, that goes to show how college basketball works. 
And this is nowhere near my top 25. I mean, I understand it, but if I, if I were to put my 20, top 25 next to this AP top 25, it's, it's going to – the teams are going to probably be familiar, but the rankings are going to be completely different. And uh, St. Mary's at 23 is absolutely criminal. I want to point this out. St. Mary's preseason, the coaches poll for the West Coast Conference, they are the number one team. They received five of the votes, and Gonzaga only received four. So I have high expectations for St. Mary's, and I'm glad the media does too. But the AP guys, no. Nah. And it's disrespectful. I'm, I'm disrespected by that ranking. Do you hear this madness? I guess that they know March is coming, I guess. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we knew you were going to be high on St. Mary's. I mean, you, you always are, so it doesn't matter. But um, I, I do like St. Mary's a lot this year. Um, I think they, I'd love to see them win the West Coast Conference. Um, I know Gonzaga will probably still win it, but Gonzaga is a different team this year, so we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, this conference realignment stuff, I got to get used to it. Florida Atlantic joining the American is huge for the American. Uh, I still think them and Memphis are two very good teams in the American. And you got a couple other teams fighting in there as well. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, look, it looks really good on paper for them. And um, before we get into our All-American teams, which we will do today as well, I want to talk about some preseason noise that we've seen. I know it's preseason, but um, we've seen some very interesting stuff this preseason in terms of scores. Um, we've seen St. John's lose to Pace, which is a D2 school. I know it's just preseason, but, like, does that scare you? Louisville also lost to a D2 school. Does that scare you at all? I mean, there's been some crazy stat lines and scores in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but still. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on anything you've seen in the preseason besides, obviously, St. John's and Louisville both losing to D2 schools. Yeah, honestly, I'm not really too worried about the preseason results. I feel like that's an opportunity to coaches to – uh, just mess around with different lineups, see who's good together, see who's bad together, see who won't play at all, and just an opportunity for guys to just get into game shape. So in my opinion, I'm not really too worried about St. John's. Louisville, I don't. I think Louisville is going to have another lost season. I've, I've felt this way since a long time ago, despite their their recruits, despite the, the work they put in in the portal. I'm not too high on Louisville. I ha I've never have been coming into this season. So that, I'm scared of Louisville. St. John's, I'm not too scared of because I, I I trust Rick Pitino. I know what exactly what he's doing, and he's just got a lot of guys he's just got to mix and match and play around with. But as in terms of Louisville, yeah, it's, it's going to be a long season for them. I, I, I can somewhat guarantee it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, last year was a very poor year for them as well. But um, you never know. I mean, they could definitely turn things around. But um, I got one more. I got, I got one more piece yeah. of news. Spill, spill. Yeah, uh, the 2024 class. I know we're we're getting old. Florida yeah. covering like our grade. Now we're covering 2024. Crazy. Um, top the top prospect has committed, and that would be none other than Mr. Cooper Flag out of Portland, Maine. He has committed to Duke. He was in between two schools at the end of the day: UConn and Duke. And but Maine. This is probably the third. Close third, but yeah, his dad. His dad went out on Twitter and said, "It was it was legit a 50-50 uh, 
chance for both of them, and he decides to go to the Brotherhood. What are your thoughts on Cooper Flag going to Duke, presumably the 2025 NBA draft number one pick? Yeah, I mean, if you have if you don't know his name by now, look him up. I mean, the dude is an absolute beast, and he's so scary. Um, I would have loved to see him at UConn, living the highest recruit ever at UConn, and UConn, as you know, just won the championship. Doing some good things down there in Storage, Connecticut. But Duke, I mean, it's Duke. You can't pass up on Duke. It's the most prestigious school in college basketball, I'd say. I don't know if probably ever. I mean, I'd probably go to there. I know there's a couple other schools in that mix, but it's a blue blood. I mean, it's hard to pass up on a blue blood as prestigious as Duke. I know in terms of success in the tournament, it has been great recently, but, like, you can't really base it off recent success. You got to look at it in the long run. And Duke's building some good stuff over there. So it makes sense. But Cooper Flagman, he is a really good, really good prospect. Um, if, if a team's lucky to get him in the draft, you know he's going one. I mean, the dude's a generational. I don't know if he's a generational. I'd say he's a generational. Uh, I think he's a Wembenyama type guy. And he's already shown flashes. And he's just, what, a junior or going to be a senior in high school next year? Um, no, he's a senior this year. He's in, the, he's in college next year. Yeah, he reclassed. Uh, he reclassed. I know he reclassed, but it just doesn't seem real to me. But um, He's going to be 18 when he gets drafted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Must be nice to have talent and genes like that. But, oh, well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's going to be great. I'm excited to see him at Duke. Um, I'm excited. I'm also interested to see who stays at Duke. Um, there's obviously a couple of guys that could maybe go, a couple of guys that would probably stay. I assume Philipkowski's probably gone and Proctor's probably gone. Um, but I don't know who else is going to stay there, but regardless, Duke's going to be good any way you want him with that freshman class always coming in. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does next year, but, um, that's a next year problem. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was reading something about Cooper flag about a, what an NBA scout says. If Cooper flag had zero offense, he would still be a first round pick just because he could guard one through five. He could do it all on the defensive end and his offense is, is catching up to his, his defense as well so he's got that two-way star on that all nba teams want Wemby's a lot different he's a 7-4 guy that can do everything on offense on defense he's more of a rim protector he can't really guard guards like cooper flag can but they're both generational in two different ways and like i said i think months ago i think cooper flag will be better than Wemby at the end of the day and i think cooper flag is more nba ready right now than Wemby is and that's just i'm i'm just a that's uh, that's an interesting take. Wemby's Wemby's looked very good in the NBA. He um, has, but I think Cooper Flag, Cooper Flag's good, man. I think no, he's, I he's okay, gonna. Well. I think he's gonna pan out a lot better than Wemby. Yeah, we'll see how that goes in a couple of years. But for now, let us get to our All American teams. There's three teams, as you know, and you know Men's gonna pick a mid major guy in his third team. He always does it. So I know you too well. I know you're gonna do it. But um, yeah, I mean. What, what do you got? You, you want yeah, player-by-player player or what you want to do? I'll go I'll go with my first team first. I don't really have the stats pulled up, but I do have a player in mind for, for one, two, three. Yep, my first team, I'm going I'm to let you know right now, there's going to be four centers on my first team. Yep. Uh, Zach Eady of Purdue is definitely on the first team. That's, that's a given. Armando Baycott of UNC is also on the first team. That's the, those are the first two big men. And I'm going to give you the third law. Tyler Kulik of Marquette. Uh, 
He's a guard, obviously. He's he's a first team lock in my opinion, especially in the preseason. My fourth player, I'm going with Hunter Dickinson of Kansas, and my fifth player, I'm going with Ryan Cockbrenner of Creighton. So four centers and a true point guard. That is my first team. Yeah, I mean the first team's kind of self-explanatory. I mean Cockbrenner, he'll be on a team. I don't know if he'll be on first team, but um, I think that's a little Creighton biased per usual as you do, but. Um, <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, I'll get I'll get some stats as I go through mine. Zach Eady is obviously the uh, favorite to, like I said, win player of the year. Last year, he averaged 22.3, 13 rebounds, two blocks. He also had an assist and a half, and he shot 61% from the field. The dude's an absolute stud. He's 7-4. Um, it's his last year in college basketball. He's a stud. I mean, it's it's hard. I still don't understand how Fairleigh Dickinson beat him in, in the March Madness tournament. I, I really don't know how they did that, but but uh, shout out to them. But uh, Zachy, obviously the number one guy. Tyler Kolek, also in here as well. I think he's a lock as well for the first team. Uh, Big East player of the year last year. He averaged 13, seven and a half assists, four rebounds, also 40% from three-point ball. Dude was an absolute stud. Shaka Smart. He fits him very well. He fits him very, very well. I miss Shaka, man. I miss him at Texas. Obviously, he hooked them horns, as we always do. I left my shirt at home. I don't know why I did that. So when I go home for Thanksgiving, I got to bring my horn shirt back. That's enough to self. But um, Kolek's been very good. Uh, Big East is a tough conference. Kolek showed that he's a fantastic player in this conference. And, um, yeah, he's done fantastic. He's the point guard general for this team. Very good player. Next guy, Armando Baycott. Yeah, I was surprised he came back, to be honest. I was very surprised. After last year, I thought he would have been gone, but he decided he wants to run it back one last time, so he's doing so. And, um, yeah, if you didn't see his Twitter, um, he posted a picture of um, – You didn't, do you know who he posted a picture of? I totally forget. Kansas legend. Think about it. He was in college for a long time. Was it Perry Ellis? Yeah. Perry Ellis. I miss Perry Ellis, man. That was like that's a good pull. But um, yeah, I mean, Baycott, he was kind of hurt last year. Um, it's kind of disappointing how last year ended for this UNC team. We thought they were gonna be very, very good. They ended up going that way. Caleb Love transfers out, goes to Arizona. Leaky Black goes to the draft. But Baycott, RJ Davis are still there to man it down. Uh, Baycott in his career, they don't even give his stats on here. I don't know why. But um, thirteen point seven points per game, ten rebounds. 55% from the field. He's a stud. He's the heart of this UNC team. And uh, with Hubert Davis back in the film, I think Baycott will hopefully shine and stay healthy. Uh, I mean, clearly the NIL deal has kept him from staying, uh, from staying here and not going to the draft, in my opinion. But um, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, my fourth guy is uh, the transfer we mentioned earlier on Kansas, Mr. Hunter Dickinson, leaving Michigan which I'm still surprised he did so, but uh, he decides to go to Kansas. If you can't beat him, join him, I guess, is that model for him. But last year, or this is his career averages as well. He's been in the college for a while, it seems now. 17 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, one and a half blocks, 57% from the field. Yeah, he's going to be a presence down low. That's something Kansas kind of lacked last year, in my opinion, but who cares? I mean, Kansas just won it two years ago. They'll be fine. But Dickinson at the helm at the center under Bill Self, it's very scary. Watch out for them. And then my fifth player, I know you have Cockburner here, is a fantastic pull, or a fantastic pick, I should say. I'm not going with him. 
I'm going with Kyle Filipkowski at Duke. Okay. I was, I was, that's, yeah, that's my first guy out. That's my first guy out. There you go. Cockburn's probably mine. But, um, yeah, Filipkowski was a freshman last year. He was phenomenal. Um, I think he won freshman of the year, right? I, I think so. I don't even know. But um, last year he averaged 15 points a game, nine rebounds, 44% from the field. And, yeah, I mean, Tim and Baycott for the best big man in the ACC. Uh, but, yeah, Phil Kowski, if he can um, if he can fix his three-point shot, he's going to be a very good piece and a very scary guy to go up against. And, I mean, that was his freshman year last year. With another year of experience, this dude could be very good and uh, definitely a potential first-round pick come next year if he decides to stay. Because even this past summer, he was thinking about going as well, but decided to come back for one more year. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second team, obviously, you mentioned Kyle Filipkowski. He's he's on that. Um, next up, I got Terrence Shannon Jr. of Illinois on my second team. Averaged 17 and a half points, four and a half assists, and uh, four and a half rebounds and three assists a game last year for them. And uh, he decides to come back for a fifth year. And man, he's going to be a fantastic player for Illinois, um, who doesn't have a point guard. So he might, he may have to take over that duty, but. I don't think that's a problem for him. Next up is a point guard. And it's a point guard I like a lot. And I think he will be the best point guard in college basketball when it's all said and done this year. That's going to be Wade Taylor, the fourth out of Texas A&M. 16 and a half points, four assists last year uh, for him at Texas A&M. And he returns to that squad who is looking to be extremely good. And for my last two guys, I don't really, I don't have their stats pulled up right now, but they're two mid-major guys. One of them. Here we go. The Ron, the Ron Holmes from Dayton. He's going to have a extremely good year. I'm surprised he didn't decide to take the money and go in the portal. He decided to stay with Anthony Grant and Dayton. And he's going to take another jump, obviously. And last but not least, I'm going with, Someone way outside the box, out of the big sky. Whoa. Jones of Weber State. Wow. That's my five. Wow. Okay. I mean, the, the uh, mid-majors came early, I guess, for you. But, um, yeah, I mean, two very good picks. Um, we'll see what Holmes is going to be a very good pick. And, obviously, Jones has been very good at Weber State. I don't know if he'll make the second team, but he could definitely slide into that third team, I bet. But um, let me go to my second team. Ryan Cockburn is my first guy. Big East Defensive Player of the Year last year. He was fantastic last year. And ever since he came into college basketball, we both loved him. You specifically because you're a big Creighton guy. But I've always, I've always liked him at Creighton. And uh, he's been a very good player. Uh, 16 points a game last year. Great rebounding numbers. Great block numbers. He's an he's absolute presence down low. Creighton's going to look a little bit different. But uh, they'll, they'll still be a very good team. Do not let Doug McDermott fool you. Not Doug McDermott. Do not let Greg McDermott fool you. I don't know why I said Doug McDermott. Anyways, next guy up. I've I've always loved this guy since he came in as well. It's Wade Taylor the fourth out of Texas A&M. I've, I've always been very high on him, and you can you can attest me for that. I've always liked his game a lot, and uh, he's finally filled into a very good role at Texas A&M under Buzz. Um, he actually made the all-SEC team last year, but I think there was like eight or nine guys on that team, so take it as you will. But still, he averaged 16 points a game and four assists last year for AM. Very good three-point shooter, very streaky. Um, but, yeah, 
A&M wasn't that bad last year. They're going to be fighting for an SEC spot. Another very tough conference this year for the SEC. But uh, Wade Taylor, man, he's a very good player. Watch out for him and A&M this year. Next guy up, I got uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., like you said, out of Illinois. Also surprised he came back. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised he left Texas, and Texas Tech. I mean, I know he kind of had to, but um, he did very well last year at Illinois. 17 points a game, four and a half rebounds, three assists per game for Illinois. This Illinois team will look a little bit differently. Um, him and Coleman Hawkins will probably be the uh, top two guys there. We'll see what the rest of the team fills out like under Coach Brad Underwood. We shall definitely see. Fourth guy, I'm going to go to, uh, let's go to Providence, shall we? Bryce Hopkins, Providence. Absolute stud last year. And uh, very happy he transferred out from Kentucky and blossomed into this role of Providence. Surprised he came back as well, to be honest. Uh, he averaged 15.8 and eight and a half rebounds last year. Kim English is now at the helm of Providence, but I think he can end up working very well under his system um, for him. So excited to see what happens there. And finally, I got to pick a horn, don't I? I got to. Max Asmus, Texas. Absolute stud. I mean, you saw this guy at Oral Roberts these past couple of seasons. The dude's been an absolute weapon. I mean, he led the league in scoring two years ago. The dude's an absolute sniper. The dude can score from anywhere on the field at his size. He's six foot, but he can score in bunches. And I'm really glad he decided to come to Texas. I think he's going to be very good with a couple of the guards leading this Texas team this upcoming season. So, yeah, that's my second team. That's a very good one. It's, it's hard, man. The, the teams are hard because, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can pick in here in different spots. But, um, yeah, I'm going to put Acemas as my last player in the second team. In my third team, uh, I do have Bryce Hopkins on my third team. The second guy, I'm going with Janai Broom with Auburn. He's still a walking double-double. His shot looks really good now. Uh, compared to his days at Moorhead State. So he looks very good. He looks like he's going to take another leap at Auburn. Next up, I have Boo Booey of Northwestern. He, he's been good his whole career. He's, he's back for a fifth year at Northwestern, and I think he's the guy there. And don't be, don't be surprised if he leaves the nation in scoring. He has that potential. The third member, or the fourth member, I'm sorry. I'm going with a guy that I expect – to take a huge jump, and it is a second Duke Blue Devil. That is none other than Tyrese Proctor, the point guard. Um, he flashed his potential last year towards the end of the year, and I feel like with another year and another offseason, being comfortable as the lead guard at Duke, I think he's going to be fantastic for Duke. And uh, last but not least, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with another guy, I think – is going to have a sophomore jump. That is none other than Donovan Kling of UConn. Uh, obviously, with Adama Sanogo gone, Kling is that guy in the in the middle of the paint now. And I think I think he's going to be a walking double double with potential, or he's yeah potential to lead all of college basketball in blocks per game. Yeah, without a doubt, him and he probably the two guys there. I definitely agree with you. No freshman on your teams at all, huh? Not a, I'm not huge on freshman, man. If it was Cooper really? Flag, Cooper Flag would easily on be on yeah. my first team. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I'm not too high on the freshman class this year. I know there's a lot of guys, but none of them really stand out to me yet. Wait till the season, then hopefully they gain my respect. But for now, I'm a I'm a you know me experience over hype. Yeah, fair enough. 
All right, now time for my team. First guy up, we're going to go to the Pac-12. We're going to go Boogie Ellis. Dude was very good last year. Dude's always been a natural scorer, and uh, with a couple guys at USC leaving, it's kind of his team now. And uh, he did very well last year at USC. Tough go in March Madness. They had a tough draw with Michigan State. But um, I do think Boogie Ellis is going to be a very solid piece. Could potentially win Pac-12 Player of the Year. That's definitely not out of the realm of his possibility. Uh, so, yeah, that's my first guy. Second guy, I'm going to go Donovan Killian as well. I mean, like you said, Sonogo's gone. It's kind of his his paint now, and um, he showed very good flashes. He only played 13 minutes a game last year, but in those 13, he averaged seven and five and a half rebounds. So he's going to take a big jump up this sophomore year. Excited to see what he can do. Tyrese Proctor is also on my third team. Another guy looking to make a jump. I do agree. He averaged 9.5 points a game and three and a half assists. And um, I think he's going to have a much bigger role with this team and Duke next year. Uh, what is that? Three? Yeah, I got two more. Trey Alexander. Surprised you didn't mention him. A fellow Creighton. Oh, I forgot. He didn't leave Creighton. Uh, Mr. Kaluma left Creighton. But um, Trey Alexander's back. And uh, I do think he's going to also take a jump. He did very well last year. It was so sad to see him get hurt in that March Madness game. It just, I know it hurt you more than it hurt me, but um, I, I like him a lot. He's a very good game. 13 and a half points per game and four rebounds last year for him. Very good stuff. And my last guy, I'm going to be going with, oh, hmm, I got to think. Yeah, I'll, I'll put him in there. Tyson Walker, Michigan good State. Pick. Good pick. Very, very happy he came back. He was very good last year. His first year at Michigan State, it was shaky. Do not get me wrong. It was very shaky. But this past year, especially in March Madness, man, this dude turned up. I mean, he was averaging – I don't know how much he was averaging in March Madness, but it was close to 30. He was he was having game after game after game in March Madness as far as they went. I know I know they had a tough loss to Kansas State. But uh, Tyree uh, – geez, Tyson Walker. Uh, he's definitely going to be a guy to watch out for this year. But, um, yeah, those are the teams. I mean, there's a lot of other guys you could fill in here. Do not get me wrong. It's tough to make these All-American teams. We'll see how we end up doing at the end of the year. But, as you know, we'll probably both have a lot of things wrong. But that's the beauty of college basketball. Anything can happen, which is what we love. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we end this, let's do our final four predictions. Okay. I'm a, I'll, you want me to go first? Yeah, I got to think. All right. My first team in the Final Four would be Marquette. Obviously, return six of their top seven. Um, their lone guy that left, Olivier Maxence Prosper, right? Or is yep. it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he went he went to Dallas. Marquette just looks good. I mean, I think I had them I had them go making a deep run last year. And obviously Shaka Smart. You, you know him in the tournament. I think he's gonna break through. I think he's gonna break through again and reach another Final Four. My second team, you, uh, I'm gonna go with St. Mary's. They're a good team. They're a fantastic team. This, just the way they play, just the, the guys that they have returning. They just play. They play to their style, and there's no one that could ever replicate St. Mary's or just stop them from what they're doing. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it might be boring. But to me, I find it interesting. It's it's a change in college. It's what makes college basketball. Just contrast the styles of every team. And that's the beauty of St. Mary's. Third, I'm going to go with Creighton because, you know, I've, I've, I've picked Creighton. I think Creighton and Tennessee have been 
staples in my final four. And yeah. neither of them have made Creighton was one basket away from making the final four last year. And unfortunately it didn't happen. But this year's a new year. I'm going with Creighton. And uh fourth team. Just do it. Four. I know who you want to put in there. I know who you want to put in there. Who do I want to put in there? You tell me who I want to put in there. You want to put Tennessee in there? I know you do. I don't want to put Tennessee. I'm, uh-huh. going to, I'm going to go outside the box with this one. I'm going with a mid-major team because there's two mid-major teams that made San Diego State and FAU last year. I'm going way outside the box. I don't even think you're going to expect this one. I'm going with New Mexico to make the Final Four. Wow. Yeah. Wow, it is. Yeah, wow, indeed. I'm going with New Mexico to make the Final Four. Just the the guys they have on their, their backcourt. They have three stars in their backcourt. They got a pretty solid front court now, too. I think New Mexico makes the tournament, and I think they give teams a lot of trouble and eventually make a deep run for it. Wow. Yeah. Well, now you, you, got, go. you got three minutes to make yours. All right. First team's obvious. Give me Kansas. They're going to make it there. I don't have any doubt in my mind. They're gonna make it there. <laughs> so they're going to make it there. Second team, Michigan State. Very high Michigan State. I think they're going to take out Purdue in the Big Ten, and I think they're going to make a very big run in March Madness. So that is my second team. My third team, I want, I want to pick A&M, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to pick A&M. Me too. But you know who I will be picking? Any guesses? Texas. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to – I was going to pick Texas. I'm not going to pick them. You know who I will pick? I will I will be picking Marquette. I think Marquette's a very solid team, and I think they're going to get it done this year. So that's my third team. And my last team, I have to go outside the box on this one. And I've been thinking, and I've been looking at some teams that got some votes, not in the top 25, and I see a team that's very interesting down here. And you know what team that is? I would like to take a guess. I would, take a guess. I would take like a guess. to take a guess here. Take a guess. I, I don't I don't know if you're gonna go high major or low major. It's it's high major. You you like St. John's, don't you? Nope. Same conference though. Really? Yeah. Xavier? Okay. Xavier. I have a weird feeling about Xavier this year. I just got a weird I don't know why. I just got a weird feeling. So I'm taking Xavier. I know it's painful. I don't have my Texas team in here. I mean, you know, I'm going to be rooting for them anyways, but um, I just got a weird feeling. So yeah, I got big 12 team, a big 10 team and two big East teams. That's very bland, but whatever. Let's have some fun. I mean, there's a lot of different combos, you can with, but whatever. Let's have some fun, man. But um, yeah, as you know, college basketball starts on Tuesday. We will be back posting more frequently. Do not worry. We'll be um, back on. We'll be back the day before the game starts. We'll be back Monday. You yeah, know, we, we got a we'll game. We got to cover the, the, yeah, yeah, the first yeah. week. You know, you're right. You're right. But um, yeah, it's good to be back, man. It is good to be back indeed. Um, but yeah, once again, we apologize. This off season's been very slow for us. Um, we've been cover- We've been looking at stuff. We just haven't been able to come on and talk about it. But do not worry. We'll be back once the season rolls around. We'll be back on Monday. Good to be back though, and for all of that sticking with us. We appreciate you. Excited for a very good season. We will see you on Monday. But that is all we got for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.